often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode 394. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. Inside the Slapbox Bunker, once again, uh, might have the Muffin Man call in here shortly. We'll see what happens. Uh, would have been going out to the Muffin Hut, but uh, I think my car might be on its last leg, unfortunately. Might have a uh, transmission uh, out here soon. It seems like it's going out, and uh, don't really feel like very comfortable on driving it very far from my house. So, So that's fun. So I might be on the market for a new car. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll get a Mini Cooper. I've been wanting to do that for some time, but uh, I was hoping to my car would last at least another year or two. But uh, as it is, uh, it may not. I might end up just going back and getting a Ford Focus if I do purchase another vehicle, just because I know it. And a Mini Cooper, I believe the maintenance is going to be more expensive, not to mention it's just going to be more expensive for a Mini Cooper. And... Uh, the focus has lasted me quite a while. It's uh, I got it in October of 2007, brand new, and uh, I've put that car through hell, and I haven't properly maintained it like I should have because I'm kind of lazy about that shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I haven't had too many bad things go out in it. Like most of it's been fairly cheap and reasonable to deal with. Uh, so perhaps I'll do that. But it'd be sweet to have a Mini Cooper. Uh, I'd like to get it all tricked out, you know. Get a, like a four-leaf clover painted on the top of it, you know. Since I was born on St. Pat's, and we're just ten days away from the time I am recording this. When I post it, of course, it'll be on three-eight, so it'll be nine days from St. Pat's, which is also coincidentally will be the let's see eight-year anniversary of the Slapbox podcast, which we've uh, we started in. 2012, the the first official recording of episode one was on St. Pat's of 2012 with uh, Mark Ping, bitch. Uh, and uh, it's, yeah, and only two years shy of a decade. Not to mention, I will be uh, entering my last year of my 30s, which is insane for me to think. That's a little sad and crazy, but... Uh, yeah, it's been like a full, almost a, a close to a decade of the podcast and pretty much all of my 30s. And uh, so soon I will no longer be in my 30s. That's, uh, I don't think I'll be doing, again, like I mentioned this, I believe in the last show, I don't think I'll be making the jokes that I did when I turned 30 with the back in my 20s jokes. Now it's going to seem really old if I say back in my 20s, like, fuck. I don't think it's bothering me yet, as long as I'm still alive. We'll see if I make 40. Um, <laughs> I am looking forward to some corned beef and cabbage, though. I love that shit. I mean, I grew up on that stuff. Now, I got to say, though, I like it's good having it cooked in a crock pot. You cook it in there all day, what have you. But, man, don't keep it more than two days. That shit will smell rancid. It is like death. I imagine it's like when the bubonic plague happened and there was just bodies stacked up, like if you see in uh, Monty Python's The Holy Grail, it's uh, they've got just the, bring out your dead, bring out your dead. Like, I imagine that's the smell. It's like corned beef and cabbage in a fridge for three days. It's v- probably reminiscent. I would uh, advise against that, but I am a, a huge fan of corned beef and, and the cabbage. I will probably just get some, go to a restaurant some, somewhere but uh i imagine i might be staying local if uh can't figure out what's up with my car and uh don't want to drive it out of town so probably won't be hitting an irish place unfortunately i was hoping on going somewhere outside of town and getting some real irish cuisine but uh may not happen that may just be the day i go find a new car so (laughs) that's exciting um what is crazy though i've been to ireland now three times and i've been looking more into going to ireland and different things that are off the beaten track but i've yet to go to ireland on saint pat's and 
they did get their first uh, reported cases of the coronavirus there in uh, Ireland. I I got the news of that just the other day. It was, I don't know, maybe three days ago, if that. And uh, it, I was like, no, it was, it was sad. I felt worse about that than here. It was here in the states that I might, you know, and I'll more likely get it here than going to Ireland on vacation and getting it. But uh, for some reason, getting it in Ireland just sounds horrible. But they did announce the uh, Teosich, which is the leader of the Republic of Ireland, uh, Leo, I think, Varadkar? I, I'm not sure on his last name, but the Teosich there, uh, he did announce they are not canceling St. Patrick's Day celebrations. So you can get your Guinness on and possibly the coronavirus. So that's exciting. Um, but I feel like the Guinness will kill it. I feel like, I mean, the Irish say that Guinness is good for you, and I'm pretty sure that it will kill the coronavirus. It's probably why it's taken so long for it to get to Ireland. I mean, the Guinness just fucking eats that shit. Apparently, you know, back in the times of the bubonic plague, the reason why uh, people were able to survive it is they just, instead of drinking water, because a lot of the water was infected with the shit, they uh the process of making beer somehow killed off the uh the virus and such so people just started drinking a lot of beer and that uh as the i don't know if there's a whole lot of science to that but i've heard that at least on some <laughs> things about beer maybe it's just maybe it's like the irish you know they, they like to tell a good story I definitely believe with the Guinness, though. That stuff is, uh, it's some strong shit. The milkshake of beers. Some good, good stuff. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, though, I do get out to maybe, like, Helen Fitzgerald's or something, or, uh, maybe Dogtown. There's, uh, somewhere maybe close to the city in St. Louis. Maybe, oh, patio something. There's a, a Seamus. Something like a Seamus. Or a, uh, Hulahan. Now, I, again, I've been really looking into Ireland stuff. And, uh, man, if I get to get a new car, I'm most likely probably not going to travel outside the country this year. I can't afford to do it because I'm probably in an apartment. But I'm still looking at possibly going to Ireland this year. But uh, I've been seeing all kinds of stuff. And, again, reading about, uh, I thought when I heard about this, maybe there's more than one festival like this, but... In Ireland, there's the Puck Fair, which is uh, Kilorglin's uh, Puck Fair. And uh, that one, they uh, go up to the mountains and find a goat. Let me see if I can find this here. Um, they go to the mountains, get a fucking goat. And then, right here, let's um, get a shitty internet connection right now. Trying to load up. Okay, here we go. This is on uh, puckfair.ie. Because all of the uh, Ireland websites are dot ie, but uh, you've got about the puck fair here. It's uh, it's an I in Irish. This is Eonach ah. Okay, I can't pronounce that shit. Uh, <laughs> fair of the he goat. It's one of Ireland's oldest fairs. Every year, a goat catcher goes up into the mountains to catch a wild goat. The goat is brought back to town, and the queen of puck. Traditionally, a young schoolgirl from one of the local primary schools crowns him King Puck. This signifies that the the festivities may begin. On the third day, minus the crown, he is brought down to be led back... Okay, that... He's brought down to be led back to his mountain home. It seems odd that they would say down. Should be up, should it not? But, uh... Apparently, they're very concerned about the uh, welfare of the goat. It's a great picture here of a goat wearing a crown with uh, the queen there, just very young girl with a, also a crown. It looks like a Wonder Woman crown, not on the goat, but on the little girl. She looks like she's got the Wonder Woman crown. I feel like maybe that is like a, they just went and got a, a Wonder Woman-esque crown. The goat just looks, it just looks funny. It, it <laughs> Big-ass horn with a crown on it. Apparently, it's just another reason. From what I I've heard, it just they crown it it king and then just get drunk for three days. But I thought there was also a festival in Ireland. I could be wrong. I'll have to look this up. I thought there was uh, a festival where they crown a pig a king, 
I thought I remember hearing that when I was in Ireland. Uh, from one of the tours. But uh, maybe... Uh, <laughs> bleeding pig... Cool. No, I'm not really... Maybe if I... Irish pig king... Maybe it's just the goat. I guess it's the goat, but I, in my in my brain, my fucked up brain, I had it in my head that uh, there was a yeah, pig king's not helping me out here. No, don't starve. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't see anything about that. I guess it was the goat, the puck festival. I feel like I even talked about it on the podcast before, though. I knew that there was a. There was all that, but I guess not. But apparently, you can crown a a goat king for three days, and there's a lot of drinking. I think that goes with any Irish festival. This is the good old drinking. Um, <clears throat> maybe I should, uh, instead of getting a car, I should just get like a scooter or something. Then again, grocery shopping would kind of suck. Maybe I could get like a just real tiny car. Something cheap. Something very, very cheap. I would... Oh, you know what? I should probably look into now just the motorcycle with the sidecar near me. That uh, go old school, you know? Cycle. Cycle. I would... Uh, I mean, I love the movie Sideways. So it would... Uh, It'd be tight to get one of the... Man, I don't think there's any real... Ch Ooh, holy shit, that is nice. Like three grand. Damn, there's some... I would imagine uh, insurance on that would be fairly cheap compared to <laughs> buying a car. Cold weather and shit would suck. Going out in the rain <laughs> and whatnot. But damn, man, there's some nice fucking... That is fantastic. There's one here on eBay, which I don't feel... I don't know if I want to buy a motorcycle off eBay here. Uh, let's go to more... There's an Indian with a sidecar for, like, three grand. Now these other, oh, what the hell? That looks like the... This one here, this is a Royal Enfield, and it looks like the sidecar almost looks like part of a plane. Oh. Ooh, that one looks old school, like military esque. Not bad. I don't know what the mileage is on the on motorcycle. These things uh, look pretty. St oh man, none of them are close to me though. That's kind of a bitch. I didn't look at the location. That could be a bit of a problem. I'm not driving to Michigan, Texas, or Nevada. Holy fuck, that's like sixty grand. Hell no. <laughs> Uh, this one in Michigan though, 2001 Ural sidecar. Oh, it's just the sidecar. Fuck, I was hoping it was both. I want the whole thing. Okay, this is more expensive than I would have thought. Oh, there's the motorcycle with sidecar. Now we're looking at like 10 grand. That's an Indian one. I love those Indian motorcycles. Those are nice. That thing looks pretty fancy. It looks all old school, man. But I'm not going to Florida to go get it. <laughs> In hindsight, maybe I won't be getting a motorcycle with a sidecar, but man, that'd be tight. That'd be great for the show. We just drive around and maybe paint it out slapbox style or not, you know. Although I think just painting with some uh, four-leaf clovers would be nice. I love me four-leaf clovers. As of course, you know, St. Pat's too, it's good. But, uh, it only comes like once a year. It'd be kind of silly the rest of the year, I guess. People would definitely know I'm coming, though. Speaking of uh, the coronavirus, I've been uh, watching, of course. I mean, you can't get away from it in the news. I mean, it's all over. Now there's, I believe it's in, last I saw today, 28 states. Uh, the vir virus worldwide has got over 100,000 ca known cases. And... Uh, I've seen on John Oliver's last week tonight, they were showing clips of like makeshift hazmat suits and uh, they <laughs> B 
people had the uh, inflatable T-Rex uh, costumes that you can get, which I love, which we never did get. We've talked about in the podcast years ago. Those things look so fun. And and uh, that's one thing I'm like, ooh, kind of maybe I should finally get around to getting one of these because these could work as a hazmat suit, sort of. That would be a, one, you know, protective barrier, I guess, from any kind of virus. Uh, ooh, Ian, the uh, Muffin Man is going to eat and then call in on it. Cool, cool beans. I tried to text and talk at the same time. It is difficult. At least I remember to turn the sound off on my phone so I don't hear the typing. But, uh, yeah, anyway. So those T-Rex outfits could double as that. And I saw this weird thing. I was looking up stuff about these makeshift uh, DIY uh, hazmat suits. And they've got this prototype hazmat suit specifically for the coronavirus. Now, apparently... uh, they they uh, believe that the coronavirus started, uh, or this new version of the coronavirus, the COVID-19, came from bats. And uh, they say, but they, the bats don't actually get ill from it. And somehow the remaining active and such, they like don't get sick from the virus, but they, they're carriers. And uh, they've modeled this, um, <laughs> this new hazmat suit to uh, deal with that. And it's this purple bubble that you have that's like supposed to be like this carbon fiber material. I can't imagine these things being cheap from looking at it. Looks all futuristic. And from the way it sounds, like it's not going to be ready anytime soon. So it'll be, I guess, the next pandemic that hits. They'll have these, these ready. And unfortunately, uh, here in the States, unless we somehow get like a single payer health care before then, like we're not going to be able to afford this shit. Uh, but uh, it looks quite. I can't imagine like going out in public. I am looking at these photos too of these makeshift stuff, though. I guess it wouldn't be any different than what some of these people have done. They're like they've taken, of course, they got the face masks and such, which are in short supply. Uh, but they've also cut up in like uh, water jugs or some kind of like plastic jugs, and they use that to uh, cover their uh, faces in. Like you see these children wearing what, you know, like liter. Uh, plastic containers like over their heads and it doesn't look real comfortable and uh, imagine it makes it a little hard to breathe but uh, (laughs) hey man I guess if you don't get sick then it's all it's all fun good I uh, I know uh, at work I've had to deal with some things that uh, like UV lights and stuff they're kind of a pain to work with the strong uv lights you know they can burn you so i've done weird things at work just so i wouldn't get burnt uh, so I, I can't knock them for uh wearing these things on their heads what is kind of funny though seeing shit like uh these people here in china i guess it's in wuhan they've got this cat seems like a fairly large cat they're walking the cat they've got it on a leash and they've got a, <laughs> a fucking face mask covering the cat's whole entire face the only thing you can see is the cat's eyes. They cut out little holes for the cat's eyes, and then its ears are sticking out very slightly. It's uh, I I don't you know I don't know if it's uh really affects the the animals as much, but I maybe they're carriers. But uh, oh, oh man, okay. There's uh again going with these crazy do-it-yourself face masks and very distracting here. I should probably stop looking at images. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that bubble suit it looks cool though it almost looks like the, apparently the, what they designed this new suit for is they had the bat in mind and uh, they the bubble itself that wraps around you is uh, meant to be uh, <coughs> like uh, bat's wings now I don't know if it I don't think that uh I guess it collapses somehow, but I don't think you can like fly with it. I know, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. I, I've been uh, playing a little bit, what little free time I have, uh, some Far Cry Three, and they've got the wingsuit in there. Speaking of wings, and like, man, I don't know if I'd be. It seems pretty pretty exciting. Like I thought, like mm, maybe 
maybe I would try that at some point, but uh, I don't know. I'm getting too old to <laughs> maybe try that now. Uh, maybe 10 years ago I would have done it, but now it seems a little risky, but that se- does seem pretty exciting to have the wingsuit. But I was just imagining myself actually like in a wingsuit earlier, and uh, I guess I guess you'd have to have a uh, parachute too. And uh, I don't know how you like just test test that out, like the wingsuit, like the first time. Usually, like, yeah, I'm gonna just jump off this cliff in this wingsuit. I got this. Seems a bit risky, but you know. But the, and you know the the first couple times somebody did that, there's some shit that went wrong, some bad bad shit. More than just you know. Getting the coronavirus. I mean, it was just immediate death. I would imagine. You bet your wingsuit fucks up. But I imagine you still need like a parachute, like a secondary thing. I, I know they always wear the the, uh, the parachute. Uh, I did see the uh, that in uh, Korea they have the drive-through uh, test to get uh, your uh, corona to get tested for the coronavirus. They're testing something like over 100,000 people a day through these drive-thrus, and that seems super convenient to me. Like, I'd like to just go in there, and, like, apparently the test involves, like, taking swabs inside your nose, like, big, huge swab, and they just, like, both nostrils, like, go in there, and I think maybe even your mouth. Like, uh, it'd be an interesting thing to just basically go through the doctor's office, like, in it. Just in drive-through, you know. You got your people in your hazmat suits, just going through, and I wonder if, like, it'll get to a point, like, if healthcare does become affordable in the United States. But that looks, you know, unlikely <laughs> anytime soon. If it'll get to the point where it, everything is like speedy and fast and like a drive-through. So, like, if you want to get a, uh, shall we say, prostate exam, like, you just drive through and uh, lean over the passenger seat, and then the doctor just inserts in your car, you know, and uh, gives you... (laughs) Maybe somehow they can x-ray you inside the car. There's a... That seems more of, like, convenient healthcare to me. I mean, you could crank out the the, uh, customers at that point. That could really... You know, I was just getting my oil changed and the... uh, transmission flushed trying to you know hopefully I can do something about this transmission problems I'm having apparently that didn't do the trick but I was thinking like I go to like to go to Valvoline because it's like right down the street and they are like super fast like a pit crew with the stuff you can even watch them do it like that would be great if you could could do that with the doctor's office too drive up and then uh, you know prostate exam boom you're out Maybe shoot you with the whatever vaccine. You know, that's that seems like the future. I can't believe that America didn't start the drive-through uh, stuff. You know, why? How? How can? How did we not do this? I guess it's just too profitable to do healthcare the way we do it for the uh, companies that do it. I would imagine, you know, probably not. <laughs> you probably can't do everything drive-through as far as healthcare goes. But I would, I would think there would be a lot of things that you could probably get by where just, like, pull up, check them out. It just seems convenient, man. It just seems convenient. This is the uh, home to the fast food. I mean, that's where this shit originated. They should get uh, the original uh, creators of McDonald's on that. Or, uh, I don't know if they're still around, but, uh, or, uh, I think he passed, but the guy that took credit for starting McDonald's that they made the uh, movie about with Michael Keaton, who seemed like a complete scumbag, but, uh, hey, we wouldn't have the fast food we have now. But uh, the only fast food I really dig these days are really I go to, like, Subway and uh, Fazoli's. I just love me some pasta. If I do find out I have gluten allergies, I just will... Well, I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> so, even if I think I might, I don't think I'm ever going to want 
to get diagnosed with that because I enjoy me some pasta and I love me some bread. I love bread. I mean, pumpernickel, honey oat. I mean, there's just so much good bread. Filled with gluten. Mm. Uh, it's crazy we've been doing this for eight years. There's been a lot, a lot of these shows. I mean, we're almost to 400. That is, uh, I, can, I don't know if I even remember every episode, but, uh, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I'd really have to, uh, think about it. I mean, that's a lot of, uh, recordings. I know I don't remember everything I talked about in that time. There's been some really great times though. I mean, it's, you know, you start out as the first episode when Mark Ping was on there and, uh, we, I think, uh, that would. The craziest part of that episode was when he admitted to uh, tying a girl up in a hotel room and then leaving and forgetting her in the hotel room. And uh, she uh, apparently got out somehow. He met the girl at a, a mall. It wasn't like he he uh, knew the girl. But uh, if you go back and listen to episode one, it is a pretty crazy story. And uh, he just picked up a girl at the mall, tied her up, like, uh, you know, some kiki sex stuff or whatever, and then just forgot about her, like his manager or something. Like he was in a band at the time and... Uh, I think it was his manager or whatever. It was like, hey, uh, yeah, let's go do th- this party or whatever. And he just left her in the hotel room. And then uh, the second episode was the Dylan uh, uh, smasher of cans. He uh, w- <laughs> smashed these cans with his uh, his penis, his hard, erect penis. And uh, I tried to do a horrible l- – the – Right before recording, for some reason, I decided I was going to do a Howard Cosell impression and uh, never really attempted to do that before, so I tried to talk like this. Howard Cosell, which I guess I can kind of do it, but like I just last minute decided to do that and trying to, uh, you know, it's very difficult (laughs) when you're not used to talking into a microphone for long extended periods of time to uh, describe someone jerking off for like 20 minutes. Like, uh, it's not something I really prepped for. It wasn't something that they taught me at the broadcast center. It was uh, not, we didn't go over that. I don't remember that being in the, uh, uh, I remember going over like uh, 10 second breaks where you had to talk for 10 seconds, but I don't remember going like, hey, you might come into a time when for 20 to 30 minutes, you're going to have to describe a man jerking off in front of you. You know, for like just a couple of feet. I don't recall that. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's difficult. We did stuff that where I did have to go in a room by myself and pretend that I was out uh, at an event and describe everything that was going on. It was supposed to be like a remote, like radio stations have remotes, where you go out and broadcast while on location. And I had to pretend while uh, staring at a computer by myself, much like I am right now, uh, and describe everything that's going around. So I'm just completely making shit up. So I picked an event, and there was, I think, a few times I had to do that and describe. So I guess maybe that got me ready somewhat for but uh, the uh, smashing of the cans uh, incident, but... uh, Still, yeah, there's not a whole lot you can describe when it's just a guy with the hand on his cock just going up and down. There's really, he's really going at it now. Up and down. I feel like now I do better. I mean, it's been eight years since then, so. (laughs) Like, I feel like I could muscle through better. Like, I'd have more color commentary. Like, I could just... (laughs) Thing is, though, like, I'd really like to get some more audio. He, unfortunately, went at it dry. I wish he would have used some lotion, maybe some spit, to really get some sound effects. And later I tried to go in and put some sound effects, and it, it didn't didn't work out so well. But uh, <laughs> we did other episodes after that, though. I mean, this is almost 400. I mean, there's been crazy, crazy times. We've, uh, I mean, I've gone uh, to Europe six times and had stories about that. I mean, I shit the bed in Russia. There's... Uh, of course, we had Fiener on for quite a long time. There was a stretch period of time, and, like, one of the uh, the first times we had him on, it wasn't the first time, but, like, uh, he, 
you know, he had some quite uh, good stories to uh, admit to. There was, of course, uh, the night where he everybody goes down that road, according to Fiener, that where I think it was a unanimous decision of, uh, between everybody else involved that, uh, like, no, no, only he went down that road, which the road he went down was he was uh, having sex with a crackhead that he met at this uh, seedy bar in Edwardsville. And uh turns out she had MS, and also he was having sex with her uh, in front of her boyfriend in the car out in the bar's parking lot. And they smoked crack while they did it. You know, but everybody goes down that road, right? <laughs> uh, I've still yet to go down that road. Um, don't think I probably will, but, you know, I'm not dead yet. So there's a chance. There's a small chance, but there is a chance. Who knows? Maybe everybody's going to get infected with the coronavirus or we'll get a new one and it'll be the T-virus and we're just like, fuck it. You know, maybe crack will be what uh, defends us from what said new virus. Like, we, we can fight off the T-virus if we smoke enough crack. So we'll all be fucking crack whores in front of their boyfriends and that's how we get out of it. So maybe we will all go down that road eventually. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but yeah, we've, uh, I mean, there was parties. We, we had a couple of parties here. Well, I guess it was mainly one party and we turned it into two episodes here at the, uh, the bunker. We, uh, that was craziness. And, uh, of course, Danny was, uh, we haven't had him on forever, but, uh, love Danny. It's good times. Uh, our big bear. <laughs> And I'm flashing back to uh, going to uh, JJ's, the uh, which coincidentally too, I don't remember what year it was, but the first time I went to JJ's, the gay bar in St. Louis, which is across the highway from IKEA. So if you're familiar with IKEA in St. Louis, uh, you can find JJ's, but it is the uh, I guess one of the most hardcore gay bars in St. Louis. It's all it's all dudes. It's a sausage party. It's a sausage party, and I gotta say if. You want to feel good, even if you're a straight guy. You want to feel like a hot chick. You go over to JJ's, man. They'll make you feel like, ooh, I'm attractive. Yeah, I got all these guys like shoot me looks. Maybe copping a feel, wanting to buy me drinks. But uh, don't get that uh, feeling ever in a normal bar. Occasionally, you know, I have women hit on me or whatever. I don't go to bars much anymore. But uh, but not like going to a gay bar, man. It's like. Uh, those guys, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll let you know. They'll let you know what's up. But, uh, but yeah, it was on uh, my birthday one year. We went to, to JJ's, and that was, uh, that was a real treat. <laughs> I remember there, uh, there was an awkwardness that, uh, well, it, you know, you go into the first room at JJ's, and the, the first room you enter into, it just looks like a normal bar. Like, you've got, like, uh, there's a, a bar and then there's a, a pool table and it, there's not much going on up front. It's just like, just like a small little bar up front. And then, uh, there's an outside area where you can hang out. Then the craziness happens in the back where there's the dance, dance floor. That's, there's another bar back there. There's the dance floor. And then that's where you get the freaky deaky. And there where we, we really, had her eyes opened, uh, Shelly and I was, uh, <laughs> experiencing the gay culture. And, uh, there was, there was guys like on the dance floor and, uh, there was one gentleman I know that I recall very, <laughs> very, uh, very well that, uh, had his hand on another guy's, uh, pants in the back. And it looked like he was fingering the other, or maybe he was doing, I guess he was doing a prostate exam. He was probably checking his prostate because, you know, healthcare, like I've said earlier, I mean, healthcare in this country is expensive. And sometimes you just got to go to a gay bar to get a prostate exam. So I'm, I'm, now that I think about it, I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure it wasn't sexual at all. He's just, he's just helping a brother out. And uh, although it did look like he enjoyed it, it did look like there was some enjoyment there. It, it, it was probably more of a massage. I can say having two prostate exams now, that it's not enjoyable. I can't imagine anybody enjoying that. It is, uh, they're forcefully pushing in there and you immediately feel like you got to piss everywhere. Now I didn't notice if the guy at the bar pissed, pissed, but, uh, it looked like it was more of a playful poking than a, uh, forceful prostate exam. But you know, then again, like I said, healthcare is expensive. 
maybe this is uh, practical. And uh, <laughs> I wish I had Danny on. I gotta ask him about that. But uh, if that's, that's a thing, like, hey, if I is there any uh, like free prostate exams that like people that are qualified to tell me like uh, what's going on? Like, oh yeah, your prostate feels swollen. I get that checked out. That's much cheaper than going to the doctor, even with insurance. Just go to the bar. <laughs> but yeah, we saw some stuff back there in there, and uh, then then again, uh, we went uh, back. I went back with Trebejo just a couple of years of Trebejo, Danny and I, and uh, that was uh, not as much crazy stuff happened. But I did have a gay guy that uh, wanted a piece of this, and uh, I had to break his heart and tell him that. Uh, like no, I don't. I'm not really. I'm straight, and he didn't believe me. He thought that uh, I just wasn't into him. But I gotta say though, even if I was gay, I wouldn't have found him attractive. He was not. Uh, I don't know if that would. Maybe I should have just told him because he asked if Trebejo and I were a couple. We should have probably just said yes and then made out. Maybe that would have. Maybe then he'd want be some of more of that action. I don't know. But that guy got very angry and wanted to. Seemed like he wanted to fight. <laughs> He drove from very far away, and uh, apparently I must have been on some menu somewhere, and uh, like uh, he found out that uh, they were all sold out of me, and uh, <laughs> he was not happy. And uh, yeah, just a lot. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, we've uh, had my will uh, done. My will every time I've gone the look, traveled, and uh, you know, left the country. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, I don't. I don't know how I didn't think to do the Russian roulette when we when I first went to Russia, though. Sadly, I don't know why that did not occur to me. We played yacht or Yahtzee, uh, no, not Yahtzee, but we played. Uh, we did di- roll dice, I think it was. Which is, you know, I guess kind of like Yahtzee, but we. I guess we were just doing <laughs> just see who got the uh, higher number. I guess that's what we were doing. I I don't really recall, but we. Uh, Go to Russia, Russian roulette. Seems like the way to go. I could smack myself now. A lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuffs happened though. Like we used to, uh, when the live band was around and uh, going to their shows. Like early on, the early shows were fun, man. Those were fun days. I miss that. I was uh, I was in better health then too. I was kind of kind of fat, but I hadn't started running yet. But I uh, didn't have these problems I'm having now with uh, the kidneys and such, and didn't think I was going to die. Although I thought for sure the world was going to end in 2012, so I, you know, uh, maybe that's why the early shows were uh, exciting because we thought like, ah, hey, fuck it, hey, it's going to end, and then it didn't end. Yeah, we had, uh, let's see, uh, started in March and uh, <laughs> like December. It was just was it December 26th through whatever 2012 was supposed to end. I don't really recall. Maybe it did. I still think uh, I I had predicted back then that I think it's the machines that's going to kill us all, not the coronavirus. I'm still sticking with that. I think it's the machines are going to finally say, "Yeah, fuck it, you're fucking everything up." So, as I'm looking actually at a cane from uh, RoboCop Two, there's a uh, my desktop uh, wallpaper, and he's like aiming a gun right at me. So. Yeah, this does definitely doesn't help my uh, theory that uh, machines are going <laughs> to come take us over here. Hmm. I'm trying to think, too, like, oh, the different different things. But, I mean, I've talked about, of course, shitting the bed in Ireland. Uh, Russia. I didn't shit the bed in Ireland, just to be clear here. Did piss myself the first time I went there. Didn't get to a bathroom quick enough after drinking, uh, like, a, a liter of water. Like, after... Once I got to the airport, and then, yeah, I drove around for over an hour and uh, tried to get to a bathroom, failed. Got a little piss on me. It was just a little bit, just a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, lot, lot of stuff. Lot, lot of good stuff. Good, we- weird, wild stuff. And, uh, oh, nope. Uh, it, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. I was gonna talk about this. Um, I uh, just recently, of course, I've been looking into stuff in Ireland, and uh, 
I don't know why I didn't. Uh, I guess I, I didn't research this enough. I didn't research kissing the Blarney Stone enough. Didn't really think about it. But apparently, <laughs> um, urban myth or not, um, I think there's a good possibility this is pretty true. Um, a lot of locals uh, tend to have the prank, especially a lot of teenagers in Ireland, like to go and piss on the Blarney Stone. And wow, I think we talked, maybe joked about it a little bit before, maybe even before I went and kissed the Blarney Stone, but we definitely did afterwards. But I didn't think much about it, but I just really started reading some stories and realizing, oh, shit, man. I think they really do piss on the Blarney Stone. And uh, didn't really think about it when I kissed it. I mean, I didn't get, like, cold sores. I didn't, uh, I didn't get sick after that trip. I don't think, don't recall. It was a couple of years back now. This is 2016 when I kissed the stone. Um, hopefully they uh, maybe wash it a little bit. I know it rains a lot in Ireland. Uh, hopefully before each shift they they hose it down. You know, get that piss off there. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna have to look that up now. I'm really curious. Like now I'm thinking like, would I kiss it again? Like, uh, there's no reason for me to kiss it now other than to just, I don't know. You do, Like, it wasn't it wasn't like my mouth was on there for very long. We didn't, I didn't tongue it. Ugh. <laughs> Washing the Blarney Stone. Uh. There's, uh, the world's dirtiest tourist attraction. Damn it. Okay, this is on WashingtonPost.com. It's uh, if you're if you're ever lucky enough to make it to Blarney Castle in Cork County, Ireland, you might want to think carefully about how far you're willing to go for the gift of the gab. Uh, Blarney Stone, fabled for its ability to bestow the attribute of eloquence upon anyone brave enough to lean upside down and backwards to kiss it, it's also gaining recognition as one of the world's germiest tourist attractions. Now, that I knew, but uh, I'm taking this one with a grain of salt, but the forensic science technician ranks the Blarney Stone higher than airplane bathrooms, ATMs, and murder scenes in the number of germs people are most likely to encounter. And in 2010, the book 101 Places Not to See Before You Die gave the stone the kiss-off, ranking it the 55th on the list, which also includes such stateside attractions as the Testicle Festival in Montana, not to mention the entire state of Nevada. <laughs> Why such bitterness towards Blarney? Uh, too much spit-swapping, according to author Catherine Price. But the Stone's slutty reputation hasn't slowed down the steady stream of tourists eager to romance it. Up to 400,000 people a year dangle from the highest point of Blarney Castle, their lips puckered. To my knowledge, no one has ever caught anything from kissing the stone. I had an esteemed expert clarify that you cannot catch any disease from kissing the stone. Barney Castle owner Sir Charles Colthurst told the Irish Times in 2010. And that's it on the article. Uh, but anyway, yeah, um, I I didn't uh, think about it. but uh, And I started thinking about it after I really re read about it and like, the people I would think most likely would be pee on it were people that worked there. But then I'm thinking, too, like, I don't really recall there being any, like, whole lot of security to prevent you from getting there, like, after they're closed. I would imagine it would be pretty easy to sneak in there. But then again, you've got to climb to the top of this castle. Now, once you're up there, it'd be easy to pee on. But there's, uh, like, I don't, uh, it just, it seems kind of like a pain in the ass to go, especially if you're drunk. Like, if you're drunk and trying to get to the top of this castle and piss on it, it seems like kind of a bad idea. But, I mean, I don't know, man. That's, uh... <laughs> it is kissed by thousands of people each year. There's, uh... There's, uh, you know... I don't remember if I cleaned... No, I don't think I really did anything to clean my mouth afterwards, either. Um, there... <laughs> this is, uh... From St. Patrick's Day of 2011, this is on irscentral.com, is the Blarney Stone a health hazard? It's, uh, the Blarney Stone, one of Ireland's most popular tourist destinations, has made the list of the worst sites in the world to visit because of traces of spit left behind with every pucker. 
Um, uh, I, I don't. I imagine I left a little bit of spit on there. But uh, the County Cork attraction, which offers those who kiss it the gift of the Blarney, uh, was deemed unworthy of a visitor's book. Yeah, we just stated in the last one. Perched high in the battlements of Blarney Castle in the village of Blarney in Cork, the stone itself dates back to the 12th century. Some believe it's the original stone of Scone, upon which the first king of Scots was seated during his coronation. Legend says that part of the stone was uh, presented to the lord of Blarney Castle, Cormac McCarthy. Um, damn it, my uh, gotten. Damn, why am I getting pop-ups? Son of a bitch. Anyway, uh, some believe it is the original stone. Yeah, bye bye. Scott's Cedar's coronation. Yeah, bye bye. Lord of Blarney Castle. Cormac McCarthy by Robert the Bruce in 1314. It was Bruce's gift for the Irish support of the Scots during the Battle of Bannockburn. Uh, the stone was originally known as the Leofail, or the Stone of Destiny. Its mysterious powers were first realized by a witch. Um, tourists who visit the historical site climb the winding stairs up to one of the highest points of the castle where they then are lowered on their back to kiss the ancient stone, which gives the gift of eloquence. TripAdvisor in the past named the Barney Stone the least hygienic tourist destinations due to the thousands of visitors who kiss the stone on an annual basis. Responding to the comments, Barney Castle owner Sir Charles Coulthurst defended the historic attraction. To my knowledge, no one has ever caught anything from kissing the stone. An esteemed expert clarified that you cannot catch any disease. Okay, it's the same shit that was in a different article. But yeah, I never thought about the pissing. I mean, I realized the shit with the mouths, but uh, I did not think about the uh, about the piss. That is not... <laughs> At least beforehand. I'm pretty sure we joked about it in the past, but really started thinking about it like the just the ability like if people could do it and I'm pretty sure like yeah it's probably possible that uh I know that uh back in my day back in my day back in my day when I used to drink like every weekend get shit shit faced it wouldn't uh surprise me if uh <laughs> the thought would have occurred to me to go piss on the stone but, uh, yeah, don't, uh, think about that before you, uh, oh, Muffin Man, here we go. Hello. Are you still going? Yeah, still going. About over. Sorry. Like, it's, Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I was just talking about the Blarney Stone. The Blarney Stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the Blarney Stone. I think we made jokes about this afterwards, but I really started reading a lot of stories because, uh, I went to the dentist, uh, a week or so ago, or I guess maybe. The Bullarney Stone is the reason for this virus being spread. Oh, well, they did just finally within the last few days. Uh, Ireland got its first case of the coronavirus. Yeah. But uh, I would advise staying away from the Blarney Stone. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> that, too. But right like, now. but uh, they they we might want to disinfect that. They. <laughs> I never thought about the piss before, but uh, the. Apparently, like we may have mentioned this in the past, but like, uh, but people piss on the Blarney Stone. Yeah, apparently, I don't know if it's just you know urban myth, but like, uh, the locals like to go there and piss on the stone. Oh, that's fucking great! <laughs> I would. I, I heard like, from fuck you. <laughs> uh, because like when I I went to the dentist, I guess this is yeah this last Monday I went to the dentist and the dental hygienist was telling me uh Krista she was telling me that um she's got another patient that comes in that told her to not kiss the Blarney stone because people piss on it. <laughs> and like, it didn't, I just like, I thought about it, like, maybe I heard something about it before, but then I started looking about it. And there's a lot of people that say people piss on the stone, but I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, uh, at first, like thought like, well, I mean, if anybody did, it would probably be the people that work there. It's like, it's at the top of this castle. You got to go all the way to the top of this castle. And I'm trying to think back. I'm like, you know, I don't really think there's a whole lot to prevent you from sneaking in there at night. Yeah, but how well is it guarded at night? I don't think it's very well guarded. Security I don't guard? think there's much security. I don't. <laughs> so it'd probably be real easy to fucking get up I'm there pretty sure it's been side. a while. I mean, it's been a few years since I've been there. <laughs> like, it didn't. I never thought about it when I went there, but. 
They say so like it, Irish teens it, like to go there and piss on the stone. It sounds real plausible for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, the more I start thinking, like, oh fuck, man. But it rains a lot there. Maybe and then like maybe they yeah, like hose it off at the like, beginning of the day. The, the the rain just makes it moist again, so the piss comes out. <laughs> Hopefully, they do like hose it off or something, or hit, spray some disinfectant on it. Before, yeah. like the... I think uh, I'll just. Check that one off the list. Check that off the list. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get any cold sores or anything. Of it. Yeah. I don't remember getting sick that trip, so maybe. That... Well, I, just I drink a Guinness you're afterwards, really you'll be get all right. Anything from kissing something that somebody pissed on. It's just more the thought of it. Yeah, just the pit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're gonna I don't, get the flu. I don't remember disease. it tasting like piss. Yeah. Well, did you lick your lips right afterwards? I mean, what'd you do? No, no, it? no. Give it some tongue. No, I did not give it tongue. I did not. Yeah. Uh, it was it was more disorienting. You know, you're upside down and like <laughs> being held by your belt. No. It's a it's a weird feeling. So, wor- um, it's a little weird getting up, standing up afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, little cardio issues, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a. Uh, I mean, it seemed like my transmission might be going out for a while, but like, uh, does fuck. it like slip in and out of gear? Uh, well, it's when I put it like uh, go into like reverse and stuff. Like it'll, it's a little funk wonky, and then like whenever I, whenever I get over forty, it's starting to be a bit of a problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> so, but only after I've if I'm doing like a short trip, it's not a big deal. But uh, yeah. if I've had the car running for a while, like, I don't know, maybe it's overheating. It sounds like it's just time to, like, get something new. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think. But I was hoping to get uh, make it last for another year. And the If I get a new transmission, it's probably going to be in the, with labor and everything. It's going to probably be over two grand. Yeah, you're looking at least, like, 25, 26. Yeah, which at maybe that rate, I should just 22. get a different vehicle. You might be able to get it around 22. Yeah, at that rate, I, mean, I don't, like I don't think there's car, any point. I mean, truthfully, I mean, if it's, it's already paid off, that's not that big Yeah, I know. There's investment. like, but, like, I don't but know. But then again, I mean, you know, it might be time to get, like, you got, it's, that's not the only thing your car has issues. That's over 100,000 miles. That seems to be the serious issue right now. Like, I mean, everything else is pretty decent. Like, it does seem like one thing after another now here lately, but, like, other than that problem, I'm not aware of anything else. No. Huh. But I don't know. I just, up to you. Get I don't you. know. Well, uh, I I mean, I, let it ride out. Fuck. Get you like a you know, mini coupe. I'm looking. Yeah, I know. I was I was looking. At, I was talking earlier on on here that. Uh, I mean, even about, if not, I mean, sure, enough you got good enough credit to get one. Yeah, I don't want to get a brand. I can't afford like a brand new car right now. Well, no shit. But like, uh, I figure I can afford. I could probably afford like two hundred bucks a month or so. On right, a car that's payment. what I'm paying on my Jeep. Yeah, so that, I mean that would be reasonable. No, but uh, that might uh, hamper some traveling, but <laughs> eh. but yeah, but oh man, it would be tight to have Mini Cooper. Get all souped up. Mm. I'd go live in my car yeah. at that point. Be like, yes, Mini Cooper. That'd be, be really tight space. <laughs> I like it tight. When it comes Your to my car, car. Might really start to smell then. <laughs> yeah, especially if I continue to run. Or if you just live in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I need to get seat covers if I'm gonna get a mini co- a nice mini Cooper, and then you know yeah. get my stink on it and wash the cover. They got some good uh, covers that they used to sell at the run store. To to pick up. Yeah. I'll charge you ten dollars a night to park it. <laughs> You know, some cities are making it illegal for you to sleep in your car. Yeah, Lunch. yeah, I did know that. Yeah, I, I uh, in in Missouri was uh, uh yeah like all over, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be breaking the law, breaking the law. Break, break, I, know. Break, break. Well, I mean, like if you have permission to be on somebody's property or in mm. their driveway, it's not necessarily breaking the law. I've tried to sleep in a car like one night. It's not. It yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> like and th- it's well maybe if it's a night more comfy I don't know the car I had at the time it didn't work very well did not work very well I uh, d- don't want to do that again uh, 
Although if it's nice out, I guess it wouldn't be too bad. If it's ooh, weather sucks. <laughs> Could be rough. Yeah. I also looked when I was uh, doing uh, after I started recording. I started looking up uh, motorcycles with sidecars. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) But really, I found some cool ones. But then I just realized, like, oh no, that's just for the sidecar. Like, damn it, that's not for the whole thing. (laughs) Like, it had been for the whole thing. I was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. But then, like, no, that's just the sidecar. Sidecar's not going to do me much good without the motorcycle. Like, uh, you can sit in it. There's some really cool Indian ones, man. Like, I like those Indian motorcycles. And they got the, uh, I did. And, and when I was looking at them, too, like, all of them were out of state. It was like, yeah, fucking Michigan or Nevada or fucking Florida or something. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> I don't think I can get my, <laughs> my car very far out of the city limits. <laughs> well, I guess I could just, you know. If I were to buy something, I could just... You just do 45 all the way there. Yeah. Fly there and then drive back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I'm afraid, though, the se- the longer the car seems to go, the worse it seems to get. Like, when I first get in it, like, I can have it faster. I don't know. I'm going to take hopefully take a look at it tomorrow, try to figure out what my options are. <laughs> and put it out of its misery, old Yeller style, you know. I've had a lot of history with that car. There was a, it was the first year that they had the sync system in the uh, the cars where you could. Ooh, I don't think that's gonna hold the value. Well, no, but I'm saying like it was when I first got it, it was brand new, and it was like when they first started putting the sync system in the cars, and like uh, F- Ford had a brief period of time there, they were the only ones with that where you could sync your phone with the car. Yeah make the yeah. phone calls and everything. I remember getting everybody getting my car like, dude, check it out. We got to make some phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> it was back when I did a lot of drinking. So it was like, uh, I wouldn't drive, but like we'd get in the car and start making fucking phone calls. <laughs> While getting all drunk. Like I'd go over to somebody's hip, like, like, uh, Jimmy Crow Magnon. Like when he'd, uh, we'd go play beer pong over at his house. Like we'd be playing beer pong. Like, all right, let's go make some phone calls. Like after we're good and plastered. <laughs> In my car. <laughs> nice. So we drunkenly call people. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, and then it was funny too when I first got it and like had uh, the iPod and everything hooked up, hooked up to it, and then getting it to uh, play different things and say now playing artist and having it, you know, mispronounce things. Yeah. And it just, you know, tickled me funny. That's good that a car tickled you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's not forget it is daylight saving time tonight. That it is. Don't lose an Shit. hour of sleep. That does suck. Damn it. I didn't get much sleep last night either. I waited till pretty late when I went to bed. It was like two or three in the morning, which meant I, I was basically up for oh, uh, twenty four hours. But uh not technically I did work for a little while last night. What oh yeah? I took a bit of a nap, though, when I first got home yesterday, so it wasn't fully up for 24 hours. <laughs> I uh, These days, I take a lot of naps. Power napping it, you know. Yeah. Try to get a little bit of sleep every little moment I can. I try. Try, try, try. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm off on St. Patrick's Day, which also uh, is the yeah, eight-year anniversary of the show. Of, but uh, I get my uh, my crowns put in. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately I don't think I'll be going out of the city for uh, up to the city. <laughs> get corned beef and cabbage. I might just have to go get a car that day. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess I would maybe go to the city. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll just go get a Mini Cooper that day. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah. Hey, I mean. Yeah. I, I, I Man, it would be Jeep, tight to get a so Mini I Cooper. I a Jeep, so, you know. I'd love to have a Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper, dude. <laughs> find one. I'm sure you can find something. Uh, there's some uh, decently priced used ones with not uh, insane amount of miles on them. Yeah. There's not many, though, so I would imagine, you know, they're it's probably in high demand probably go quickly 
they're fairly popular. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> Anything new with you there? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. You going for a, a drive tomorrow in the uh, the old Jeep? Yes, I am. I went for today. It was quite nice. Yeah. I just got a next paycheck coming. Got the doors off mirrors. and everything. No, because technically you have to have mirrors. Ah. And my mirrors are attached to my door, so I have to get the mirrors. I could see how that might hinge. be a problem. <laughs> yep. So in about three to four weeks, I'll have it all off. Built my, my, my hoist. I have a hoist in my garage now. You should just get like a hand mirror and hold that out the, <laughs> the side the whole time. <laughs> like a, a makeup mirror and just like, yeah. <laughs> I got a mirror right here, sir. You should let me hoist you up in the air. Yeah. While driving? No, in my garage. Oh, you got a hoist? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I gotcha. I'm cool with that. Yeah? (laughs) I always at work whenever we're used to cutting. Uh, Uh, You probably weigh as much as my hardtop does. Yeah. I always wanted to use the hoist there to do a Superman. I never did, though. Yeah. Just for the record. We'll we'll have to make a we'll have to make a uh, a harness. Have you seen the makeshift uh, hazmat suits in China? No. Like uh, this is great, which we never did do this. But I was uh, they have the uh, inflatable they just pull, like, plastic bags over them. Well, some of them are just using like uh, like gallon water jugs and stuff, and cutting those open and like wearing those as masks <laughs> and shit. But uh, some people are using the inflatable T-Rex outfits. Nice. Yeah. Fucking great. Dude, they have, like, fucking robots they, that go they around, too. They have to have air that comes into it. Yeah. That's, so that's stupid. Well, like, they I think they've modified it a little bit, but... Like, like what, put a filter on it? <laughs> yeah, like, they put something over it, but, like, uh... They <laughs> Because you're just inviting all the air inside. <laughs> well, the big thing is it's not so much the – it's just, like, if somebody coughs and, like, the blood is in the air. So as long as you can get that, like, filtered out. Yeah. But like, uh, it looks great. So there's a bunch of dinosaurs running around in China right now? I don't know if there's a bunch, but apparently there's some. <laughs> there needs to be a lot. There are, too. Like, China's got some crazy shit. Like, they got these, like, robots. They're uh, almost like RC cars, but they're bigger than RC cars. It's just, like, shit on, you know, wheels, and it's going around yeah. spraying people with disinfectant. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> just, it looks funny. The just like fucked walking. up when they do shit like that. They're very, like, by the book, you know? Yeah. Like, turn to your side pause, and then spray. You just turn see people... Side, you, pause, you just see spray. people walking through... And just like all of a sudden, just get shot by this fucking robot. That'd be great. I I, I want to be the guy controlling those robots. Yeah. Oh oh, spray that kid. Wait, get him in the face. Spray him in the face. <laughs> Have you seen what Korea's doing? No. They're testing over a hundred thousand people uh, a day, and uh, they're they've got a drive they've got drive-throughs set up. To where people just drive through and get tested. I was joking nice. earlier that like, man, I don't know why America hasn't been doing this. Which a lot of people have been saying that, uh, like, uh, why we haven't been doing that with healthcare in general. Like, you could just drive up, get a prostate exam. You know, you just open the door, lean over the passenger <laughs> seat, boom, <laughs> right in and out. Yeah, no waiting. Yeah, maybe that could cut down on the cost of this shit. <laughs> what's man? What's really freaks me out? The like. Uh, Financially, like, I've got enough vacation time. I haven't used any vacation time. I could deal with having to be off work for a little while. But uh, if I had to be quarantined inside a hospital, I wouldn't be able to afford that because you still have to pay, here in this country, you still have to pay for that. Like, the government wouldn't pay for that. (laughs) So that would suck ass. (laughs) I forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't, uh, being quarantined seems kind of cool though. I could get a lot, I could get a lot done on my computer. I could... <laughs> you want to be quarantined. 
I don't really want to be sick. But you, you just don't want to deal with people anymore. <laughs> no, I just like I just want to be off work for a while. <laughs> That's the part where I'm like, hmm. <laughs> that's that's the sad part. I was like, ooh, being off work sounds pretty great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to pay for the bill, though, man. Shit. If anyway, I could just be quarantined at home, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't think it works like that, though. If I get the thing is, though, if. I only get quarantined if they know I have the uh, coronavirus. So if I just stay at home and just stay away from anybody, it should be all right. Yeah. <clears throat> very, the very few people have been uh, – well, they, they only have a very small amount of tests here in the United States to even test for it. So who knows how many people have it here. I mean, and, anybody. I mean, yeah. And, well, shit, there's already uh... – bunch of cases last time i checked the map uh fuck within just like a week yeah there's tw- 28 states have, last i heard that have it numbers have like doubled in just a week yeah but that's a lot of it's just because of the testing they just don't yeah. have the test to test for it here they've been ill prepared I, I, I still i mean this might be horrible to say but i still like the odds of the deaths that are more <laughs> <laughs> For you, it's probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah. For me, it looks great. Looks like I'll get For your older family it. members, maybe not so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they've had a good life, right? But I mean, that will. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's good. That's good that you'll be all right. Yeah. What's going to suck for us, though, is, I mean, if we do end up having to go through a quarantine or something, like, that's not going to be good. No, that, uh, yeah. We're shutting down businesses and such. That's not good. That's, uh, no bueno. Is, uh, yeah. But we could get those cool T-Rex hazmat <laughs> suits. Fuck yeah. We should just do that anyway. That just seems fantastic. <clears throat> That's the way to roll. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're good here. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, thanks for uh, joining me here. Yep. Kay. Oh, hey, I got something to tell you after you get off. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. well uh, as always, that's a kid in wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>